This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Sonic boom. It didn't quite sound like that, though, yesterday, Marsh, did it? It was more of like a... a Two booms. Boom, boom. Yeah, it it wasn't quite like that. And uh, what's the government telling us what it was? FA-18, presumably out of the Boeing plant in St. Louis. I think it was Republicans reacting to Trump-appointed justice. Amy Coney Barrett saying she's not going to fast-track this stuff on student loan debt forgiveness, which bums me out on that end. And then right here in Missouri, another judge said, uh, Eric Schmidt, state of Missouri, and five other states, you don't have standing to sue and stop this. And I think that's been kind of a common theme, lack of standing, lack of standing. Uh, I hope somebody punches one through. Otherwise, as a matter of fact, you can already get on and apply. Did you do this yet, Hannah, or have you been able to get on and get your stuff done? I did. So I applied, was it Wednesday when Stephanie had mentioned that the portal had secretly opened? Yeah, they didn't want you to know. They didn't want producer Hannah to find (laughs) out. Joe's like, let's open this, but let's not talk about it because producer Hannah, very intelligent, (laughs) well-educated, conservative 22-year-old employee with a conservative, independent, libertarian-leaning uh, morning show, she might find out. That's I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Well, and I was a little salty because I had gone out of my way to sign up for a special email that I was supposed to receive when the application opened. Now, Stephanie said that sh- her theory was that maybe they secretly opened it so that it didn't flood the portal all at once. So I think that might have been what they were doing. And I was able to access the application like three days before I got the email saying, hey, it's open. Uh, Kind of the same, but maybe a little different. I wonder, and that's a good point, maybe they waited kind of like almost like a beta run. Let's see how this thing works. Because I'll go back. Remember when they opened up the uh, Obamacare website? What a disaster. Well, gosh, yes. That website was. My dad was one of the people called in to fix that website. So I'm wondering if they've learned from previous progressive mistakes from Barack Obama. You know, they did this before. It didn't work so well, and it was bad. I wonder if that's the uh, if that's what happened there. The only thing on the application, it took me like two minutes. They really just needed my full name, my date of birth, and my social security number, and that's it. They so, said that they would reach out if they needed more information from me that's, but that's all literally all they needed and nobody's knocking you listen uh, arpa money who didn't take the arpa money cares money as much as we all found it very distasteful the government was just giving me a little bit of my money back and handing it back we don't like the idea of these types of programs it causes more problems with debt it's just not a good idea so nobody's knocking you for doing it the money's coming you should take it uh but that scares me whenever the government controls stuff that your name and social social is all they needed. Just, yep, you're forgiven. We forgive you. That just blows me away. What worries me is the part about, we'll reach out if we need more information. <laughs> I'm sure you will, Mr. Government. Because you have it all already. Why do you even need, you just need my name. You know everything about me already. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Stephanie Bell back on Monday. Laughter you hear in the background is that of Mr. Brian Houseworth. It's great to see you. We had a uh, fascinating interview, I thought, with Attorney General Eric Schmidt yesterday. And um, it is not, um, we are not certainly hyping it up to say the race has been bitter between them. And to the best of my knowledge, it's the first time he's addressed. I definitely wanted to ask him about it, and I was surprised at his answer. He really, really hammered his opponents. The first time I've heard him respond directly to these television ads that are running 
Um, if people have noticed, I'll tell you what Trudy Bush Valentine is doing. She is doing something very interesting. She's putting these ad buys. I don't know who's doing the ad buys, but they are running in the 10 o'clock news. And I flipped around on KRCG, KOMU, and KMIZ. Obviously, people that watch the 10 o'clock news, you would think, would be people who are likely to vote. But this ad is running over and over again. She is wearing basically um, a vest. She's out on a farm horses behind her and she's saying that he is sold out to uh, china he disagrees with that said the ad is misleading um and then point he says that she is trying to direct attention away from the fact that she is with the green new deal but um and we we asked him about it he 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 also i thought was very um not going to say aggressive it's a couple of your questions but he certainly um, he, was he, was fi- he was fired up. I encourage yeah. people, if they didn't hear it, they really should go to 939theeagle.com or your morning uh, Facebook page because it was powerful. Marsh, was that your takeaway, too? Because he, we, we've always, I've, I'll speak for myself, always known our Attorney General, Eric Schmidt. That's why he will do well in the Senate. He is passionate about what he does. But when I heard from him yesterday, that was next-level stuff, and it was good. I hope if there was anybody that's undecided, regretful Biden voter, of which are hundreds of thousands of those here in mid Missouri. Uh, I hope they, they go and listen to that because the passion doing what he believes in and you can't say the same about his opponent. For those of us who uh, worked with uh, with the Attorney General when he was a state senator Brian can relate. Uh, Eric Schmidt never a guy to mince words. I mean you ask him a question you pretty much get a straight answer. But in the Senate that's exactly right John but in the Senate and even as treasurer he was generally considered to be a moderate at that time in the party and you're absolutely right but he always gave you a straight answer and um, the only other thing I would point out is that bill is so complex that bill with the, the Chinese farmland it has to do with Smithfield and I'm not an attorney I can't answer whether or not I, I you didn't get a free hand yeah we didn't get a free hand but it's hard to say you know he bottom line he says it's misleading Basically, she's lying about his record. And then he also said she's never worked a day in her life. She says he's doing this only to benefit himself. So this race has gotten very, very bitter, uh, to say the least. It didn't start out that way, but goodness gracious, it's gotten very, very negative. Uh, and now, uh, Eric Schmidt, he's got some help from a very unlikely uh, ally, Trudy Bush Valentine's brother. <laughs> I always I get curious about this stuff. Uh, for example... Uh, Kellyanne Conway and uh, uh, her husband George. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just dip- listen. You, I have plenty of healthy friendships and relationships with people that are of stop it, Hannah. Uh, people <laughs> sorry of, of different political ideations. More often than not, it doesn't get in the way. It's like some jackass saying, "Well, if you're taking student loan money, I I hate you. I'm not checking out your." <laughs> it's like that. It's stupid, imbecile, and idiotic. Some of those when people can't get along, well, you, you vote different. But then there are some things that you go, yeah, I can't. I don't see how George and Kellyanne are married. Uh, Billy Bush, he was interviewed on America's uh, Real America's Voice yesterday. And here's what he had to say about his sister. He says her votes are going to go to the Biden administration. And that's why all of these races, even these Senate races that we're talking about on a national level, whether it's Arizona, Pennsylvania, Ohio, all of those races do matter to us here in mid-Missouri because at stake is control of the Senate. And we know this progressive mindset. We have Democrats backing away from progressives. We can't have that anymore Mm -hmm. in D.C. That's why those races matter to us. Billy goes on to talk about his sister, Trudy Bush Valentine. He says we grew up opulently. means they had a lot of money. 
That's what that means. Uh, sometimes she looked down on the middle class and the poor people. They didn't think they were good enough for a bush. So in other words, he's saying she's one of those little twits. Uh, you know, when, when kids are spoiled and they know they have money and they come from money and they know there are very little consequences to anything they do. He's saying that's what she was like. And Billy Bush, as we know Billy Bush, and I know Billy Bush. Billy Bush has been the black sheep of that family for a long time, so yeah, he's, him not supporting Trudy is no great surprise. And he is someone who has been in the news before, um, so I certainly, yeah, I, I, I wasn't aware of this rift, obviously, between he and his sister, um, but... But again, we'll we'll see. Those comments certainly are interesting. No, no doubt about that. They Brian, all... remember when he went out on his own to start the Craftig uh, yes. Craftig Brewing Company against, you know, budding, going head to head with Anheuser Busch, made yeah. go of it for a while. Now he's got some new beer out there called Adolphus. That's ex- exactly right. And of course, those are all Gussie's um, children. Um, but but we'll see. Uh, it is going to be interesting to see what happens in the race and whether whether or not President Biden comes into Missouri to campaign for uh, Ms. Bush Valentine. He has not done that yet. Not saying he won't, but if he does, we'll certainly uh, watch that. By the way, Eric Schmidt should easily uh, win that race. 18 days from now, and I want to highlight uh, this because we talk about people don't get along and, you know, the, the whether it's politicians, the D's and the R's, or whether it's just regular folks just like me and, and uh, you. And I mean folks that understand how things work. Uh... That's what I'm talking about. But a moment, kind of a rare moment anymore, what we see a lot of the, uh, you know, remember the thing Joe talked about during those tragic events of January the 20th, 2021? Remember the word that was tossed around a lot that day in D.C. from Mr. Biden? The word was unity. Remember? Unity. Unity. Who You know who's been the least unifying presence in politics? It's been Joe Biden. Here was a unifying moment last night, Marsh, and this was Jefferson City News Tribune's been doing this forum. They're type uh, talking to local candidates. Uh, the other day, they had Dave Griffith in a forum. He is a 60th House District representative in Jefferson City, and his opponent is Jadon Salcedo, who actually Christopher Arps and I met a couple of weeks ago in Jefferson City. But Dave Griffith, uh, here's some of... What he's talking about, he's talking about some of his accomplishments in Jefferson City. I'm Dave Griffith. I'm seeking my third term uh, as a state representative in the 60th District. Over the last uh, four years that I've been in the House, I've, had, I've gotten 12 bills that have crossed the finish line that address the needs and concerns of my constituents and those in the uh, 60th District. So then, Mr. Jadon Salcedo, former teacher, and he's, man, teachers, unions, all that stuff. Uh, here's him. Uh, also, you might take a look at some of the laws that have been proven in other states. You can't hear what he's saying. <laughs> By the way, that second voice whispering, turn the microphone up. Yeah. That's, I have to tell Brandon that sometimes. Yeah. Turn your microphone on. And then, <laughs> so then Dave Griffith leans over to help a brother out. Hang on just a second. I don't think your microphone may be on. Oh, thank you. There we go. Uh, some of the... So Mr. Chadon Salcedo is thanking Dave Griffith, who leaned over to turn on his opponent's microphone for him. And Marsh, that is unity. Coming up. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Dave's had a lot of experience at that with the with the challenging sound system in the Missouri House of Representatives chamber in the past in that regard. That is...
is unity. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 725, barely. Time for What's Hot with Hannah. You made it by eight seconds. Congratulations. You almost had it, Rather. <laughs> so I we had a conversation earlier this week, and I was talking about how I have a family member who likes to find interesting ways to save money. Sure. And I thought it kind of got us off air, started on a conversation about funny ways that people save money. So I've posted on the Wake Up Facebook page a question. It says, do you have any money-saving habits that others might consider weird? Okay. And one of the things that stands out to me, Brandon, about you <laughs> is about a year ago, you were convinced that if you mailed in a pair of 20-year-old, what, ski boots? Snow oh, boots? Oh, hiking boots. Hiking yeah. boots. That uh, you thought you would get some sort of compensation or it was almost like you were expecting a free pair back. So, you know, sometimes <laughs> you write a letter to a company and you brag on their product or what? They send you another one of those. That was my hope. How did that work out for you? So after I finally got these dang 20-year-old hiking boots boxed and stuffed with papers and put a letter in there and all that stuff and went down and priced it to get it sent, I threw it in the trash. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't uh, I didn't go through with it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that that business venture didn't work out for you. <laughs> um, but no, I have a family member who one of the unique ways that they save money is if they send you a card in the mail, like a greeting card, um, they'll write their personalized message on a post-it note <laughs> so that you can repurpose the card, right? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. What, greeting cards are what, like two bucks a pop sometimes? I think they're more expensive than that. Oh, really? Oh, boy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like John, F John, John Kennedy, senator from Louisiana, was saying, twenty. Uh, you don't want to start paying 20 bucks for a honey bun. They're pretty expensive so in other so words, maybe i shouldn't laugh is what you're saying yeah. so they write the greeting on the post-it note stick the post-it note into the card yeah so the card the card itself is still blank so you can just take the post-it note out and reuse it um i on the facebook page a good idea yeah it's, or don't just don't send a greeting card and call or send a text that too um, Char on the Facebook page says she read an article online about how washing your jeans every couple of days or so instead of daily saves you money in the long run. So she doesn't wash her jeans every day. I no. typically don't wash my jeans uh -uh. every day. No. So you save a little bit of money, I guess, on the electricity and the water yeah. from doing laundry. Yeah, And actually, your jeans will last longer. The less you wash them, the longer they will last. And typically, they don't get dirty. And if you're using Lumi... <laughs> deodorant where you're supposed to be using it <laughs> you don't have to worry about anything smelling foul in your jeans that you're wearing for a week at a time and not washing john do you have any uh cheap tendencies cheap tendencies gosh Every time we hang out at Oscars, I buy. He doesn't buy. Yeah, there product. you go. He asks me that lunch. works. He'll say, hey, you want to go to Oscars for lunch? I'm like, sure. That's oh, just I don't called... have any cash, Brandon. <laughs> oh, dang it. That's just called strategy. That's not being cheap. That's, That's called right. being strategic. Does anybody else recycle uh, plastic baggies? I do that. Like, if I have a plastic baggie, I put some. As long as it's not, you know, I haven't put in leftover chili or something. But if I put some things in there and it's like... like a grocery bag? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. There's rum cake, which makes sense. You know, because we've all been eating cake and thought, you know, this needs booze. <laughs> Shot of liquor. I don't have time to eat and drink. 
I only got two hands, buddy, and one of them's holding a cigarette. Meet me halfway, will you? Jim Gaffigan, we got on a cake kick yesterday following What's Hot with Hannah yesterday. Had to do with people auctioning uh, to buy some old, like, old, uh, like pieces of cake from Charles and Diana's wedding. Fruit cake. Fruit cake. The worst kind of cake. Has anybody, you ever put frosting on a fruit cake? Would, would that help? It's like putting lipstick on a pig, I would guess. I was going to say, it can't make it worse. But if you took frosting and smeared that onto a fruit cake, is it digestible then? Maybe not. You put enough frosting on anything and it's fine, right? <laughs> Who would you go? Yeah. It's like pancakes. Has anybody ever eaten pancakes without putting anything on, whether it's syrup or peanut butter? I don't think you could get them down. I don't think you could either. They're uh, and like you, eating a piece of a pillow or something. I like them sometimes with just butter. Like if I don't want to get all messy. Sometimes just butter. Uh, I like the peanut butter. I'll smear peanut butter on it, put it back in the microwave for about 10 seconds, and then pour syrup on that. A mixture of peanut butter and syrup. That is good. Whoo, doggy. Now I want teeth hurt. <laughs> now I want pancakes. <laughs> uh, quick shout out to uh, Dr. Susan Sapansky. She says it's National Veterinary Technicians Week. I'm grateful. Boy, if you work for Dr. Susan Sapansky, you got to be awfully lucky. Here she's sending you love. Uh, over Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS this morning all across Mid-Missouri. Grateful for all vet workers. These often thankless people work tirelessly to help animals and their owners. I'm especially thankful for all who work at Horton uh, Animal Hospital on Forum. Isn't that something? I think about the times when I was dealing with uh, when I had dogs and, man, you take them to a vet, I'm more worried about the dog than I've ever been in myself going to the doctor. We have that affinity for animals. Thank you for what you do. As a matter of fact, we, there's a lot of good stuff here off the text and off the email. and everything. We might do another. Uh, I'm, I'm digging the listener mailbags that we do. Maybe we'll do that at 850. Uh, okay, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Uh, and my name is Brandon Rather. I want to introduce you to producer Hannah. Good morning. And here's John Marsh. Good morning as well. Brian Houseworth is around. He's doing news stuff. Stephanie Bell's usually hanging out with us too. She is back on uh, on Monday. But want to mention the um, obviously homecoming this weekend. You know, one of my favorite homecomings around here was actually I went to Lincoln. I think it was Lincoln 2015. And we still had the coach, the guy who uh, played for the Rams, made that famous. Hey, Mike Jones. That's who it was. Yeah, Mike Jones. He was the guy who made the famous tackle in the, I think it was the 2000 Super Bowl, Rams, Tennessee Titans. He was the guy that stopped Tennessee from scoring as time was running out. Incredible tackle. But he was the coach there for a while, Lincoln University, over several seasons. Uh, I think it was six years he was there. But anyhow, went with Misty, uh, Misty Young. She said, you got a common experience of Lincoln University homecoming. And to this day, my big takeaway from that, the marching band. They were incredible. Uh, just wow. Marsh, you got any memories from homecomings? I don't know how much I can reveal, but Dude, I remember. Hey, John, it's just me and you. <laughs> we're friends here. You can tell you can tell me anything, buddy. I got your back. Doing house uh, decks with, uh, teamed up with the, the ladies from Theta at Mizzou at, at an unnamed fraternity house. They had some pretty cool house decks, promptly lit the building on fire. Whoa. Oops. Man. Barbecue, barbecue pit or discarded smoking materials got a little, <laughs> got a little too close to the, uh, the, uh, tissue paper house decks and 
Ted call the fire department. Nice. Uh, now, was this while you were working with KWOS? <laughs> this was in my youth. In your youth. We don't behave that way anymore. Uh, no, we don't. And the Thetas don't claim them anymore. <laughs> Marsh? No, he's not an alumni. I don't know who Marsh is. Uh, Stephanie Bell and I are going to be emceeing tomorrow's Mizzou Homecoming Parade. We're going to be on Broadway, set up between kind of like 8th and 9th. And if you get a chance, please do come by. I want to tell you, anytime, if you see Marsh somewhere, if you see producer Hannah, uh, please always come up and say uh, hello. And I have some, I, I, I have a nice uh, acquaintance. I have some nice memories with Homecoming um, over the years. And I think it started with our very first one, very first Homecoming. How crazy was this? I'm emceeing uh, for Broadway and with a guy uh, who's working at one of our sports stations. And like three of the cars bringing university personnel, three convertibles, you know, they come out. And so I'm excited because even though I grew up in Missouri, was gone for a lot of years. So I'm familiar with how important the homecoming parade is to Mizzou. But everybody's, you know, it's the longest. I don't know. Is it the biggest parade, biggest homecoming parade in the country? I don't know about biggest. Um, it's supposed, Mizzou is supposedly credited for having the first homecoming okay. back in like 1911. So there's some history to it. It's a thing. Brian Houseworth was quoting somebody saying there's 40,000 people going to be lined up along the parade route tomorrow. That's crazy. 40,000 people. Uh, so come up and say hi. I mean, not all at once, but come up and say hello. Steph is, uh, she's going to be emceeing tomorrow. You know, I have less warm, fuzzy feelings about the last couple of homecomings. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much you want to share, Brandon, but uh, I'm, you've, you've had a well, speckled I, past. I do. I have an interesting relationship uh-huh. with homecoming. Should we start at 2015? So 2015, here's what happened. Every, the biggest parade, some people, and maybe you know, 874-9390. Is it indeed the first or is it one of the largest homecoming parades in America? So 2015, I'm getting all this history and I'm excited because having grown up in Missouri, although never being to a homecoming parade, I'm like, I finally get to experience this. And we show up early in the, it's almost still dark outside. That's how early we show up and it's a little chilly. And then the sun starts to come off. You start shedding layers and and the people start showing up. And then here comes the parade. Biggest homecoming parade in all of America and here I am on stage with a guy by the name of Matt Michaels and here comes the first few floats uh, and then nothing the, it just stopped <laughs> there was and I'm kind of going huh <laughs> I thought this was like the, the the bestest homecoming parade in all of America and it stopped for like 10-15 minutes nothing Anybody remember what happened in that parade in 2015? Uh, that was uh, the protests, wasn't yep. it? Yep. Oh. That was the start. It happened in that parade. Concerns, I think it was CS 1950. Confronted the chancellor right there in the middle of homecoming parade. Tim Wolf. Yep. Tim Wolf was the guy back and stopped it. They stopped parade. Because they stop traffic. They stop interstate traffic. They stop traffic. So here I am going, what? This is the greatest parade in the country. It is like five cars, and it's just old white dudes sitting in convertibles. Well, then eventually, as the story started to come out, then the next year, Facebook Live had just become a thing. And Breck Dumas, who uh, a, a local uh, 
local gal now writes for Fox News, lives right here in mid-Missouri. Uh, she was co-hosting uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri back in the day. And so we're trying out this new Facebook thing, Facebook Live, driving down the parade route. Later that day, I get a message along with a screenshot from one of the, <laughs> from one of the more seniored family members of Zimmer. And they had taken a screenshot of video that we were live streaming. And they pointed out, said, hey, listen, whenever you do this, I, you could see the radio station uh, frequency call letters. Right? And it wasn't on a Zimmer radio station. And it's right on this video feed that we're streaming out to thousands of viewers. Smooth. Yep. And they kept me. They let me stay here. Uh, one year... And I say this jokingly, and I'm not approving of any of this behavior, all this stuff that I'm about to tell you next. Don't behave that way anymore. I haven't had a drink for 788 days, and I don't care about how many days it's been. I just care that I'm not doing it today, and I'm behaving differently. But <laughs> uh, there was one time they changed the formatics of it or, or something. and Because you, you show up on stage, they bring you your script, here's the floats, there you go, and they changed it. And... And I was getting frustrated. I had to go find this and had to walk through that and through the crowd of 40,000 people. Nope, go here. Nope, go there. I just want to go to the stage and MC the parade. And I, and I was getting really aggravated because I had a 12-pack of Logboat Snapper in my backpack. You know how heavy a 12-pack of Logboat <laughs> Snapper is in your backpack? A little heavy, huh? A little heavy. And so I, uh, and again, I don't behave that way anymore. I just didn't show up. I went on home with my 12-pack of logboat snapper in my backpack. There was one year, it was maybe the year before last or three years ago, um, I was working at Zimmer, but I wasn't a part of the Wake Up family just yet, and I was working here on a Saturday in the building, and the crew that went to walk in the parade met here. Then they all left to go to the parade together. A few hours later, they came back, but I noticed that you weren't with them when they all came back. <laughs> And everyone had ridden to the parade and station vehicles. Yeah. And so I was like, did you guys lose Brandon? Kind of laughing. And they were like, yeah, he just kind of disappeared. It's like, oh. <laughs> so I think I texted you like, you good? And you were like, yeah, I ended up at a log boat. <laughs> uh, so here's what happened there. So that was two years ago. And <laughs> there's more to the story, John. But... But, it was more than two years ago because you've been sober for two years. Well, I think that was one of the ones I was sober at. But here's what happens. They want you to walk in the parade. And if you're walking in the parade, everybody sees you and you wave. And a lot of these people, when you meet a listener, I'd go over and talk to them. Well, it's hard to do in a parade when you're following station vehicles and you're walking. Because I do want it when people say, hey, Brent, I'd like to go over and meet you and shake your hand and eyeball you. Well, if you're walking in the parade, it's just not a good opportunity to really do any type of relations like that. And I've always thought <laughs> it's just a weird to walk in the parade. You want me to meet and greet people. but So that's what ha I was just simply meeting and greet, and I can just completely lost our team. And I couldn't. And so I would catch up a little bit. But by this time, I got so far behind, I was running. And I ran into, like, these, you know, uh, grade school gymnastics. And they didn't want me cutting through their thing to catch up with our And I just said, all right, I can't. I can't do it. So there was nothing... Un, uh, untoward going on there. I was just because of my functions representing Wake Up Mid Missouri. I was spending too long, too long with listeners. I think last year was the real cherry on top, though. Oh, 
going to yeah. say, do you want to talk about last year or do you yeah. want to skip it? Can you give me fun? No, it's cool because, it, again, it's a reasonable explanation. Right. It just looked worse than it really was. Yeah. All right. We'll do that like five minutes from now here on the uh, on the, uh, on the the show here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Don't forget, join us at our Tiger Tailgate. We do this every Mizzou home game. Free passes. And what you can do, you can go like if you're in Mexico, Missouri, you can go to Graf and Sons. If you're in Jefferson City, you can go to Vaughn's Pools and Spa, Country Club Drive, also Club Car Wash in Columbia. Get your free passes. A lot of folks making that possible this year, including Buffalo Wild Wings, Culligan of Mid-Missouri, and Bud Light. We'll see you there. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. I get letters. We don't get any letters. We get texts. So many letters. Facebook messages. A whole bunch of letters. Occasionally. I'd even read mail from a cow. I think one time in the history of Wake Up Mid-Missouri have we gotten an actual letter. And it was because of uh, Brad Trinago. Was it though? No, it was. It I was, think you. It was both of us. It was both of us. Yes, but Long. I think you were the the main culprit. Uh, Brad Trinaga does a lot of stuff with Missouri. I love that guy, man. I, I, and here's what I love about him: he always wanted to do more stuff in the sports realm for uh, his hometown uh, college team, Mizzou Tigers. And that guy, he has accomplished everything he has set out to do. He does play-by-play for Mizzou women's basketball, and now he's doing more and more. So he's worked on the football team for a lot of years. Now he has a, an expanded role there. You heard Brad on the pregame shows. Here on Mizzou football, yeah. and we get to see him at our Tiger tailgates before the, every Mizzou homecoming or before every Mizzou home game. Yeah, our tents are close together, so we get to run into him every once in a while. He's uh, he's a super dude. One time we got a letter because we were talking about they were upset because we were talking about this pig that villagers in China they had this pig bungee jumping. They were upset about that. They weren't upset at the fact that then the villagers slaughtered the pig and ate its bountiful meat afterwards. They weren't upset about that. Uh, all right, mailbag. Things we That's the only letter we've ever received. But we do get a lot of text at 874-9390. Brandon, finish your homecoming story. So last year was the final story. Uh, cause I have an <laughs> it's inter- a doozy. An interesting story with homecoming. Stephanie Bell and I emceeing again last year. We are very honored that the homecoming committee asks uh, every year. They ask members of Wake Up Mid-Missouri to uh, participate. 40,000 people down there. And and the opportunity to emcee, uh, we are eternally grateful. Last year, Stephanie, first time she's doing it with me. So I go down there, and I don't know the rest of the story too much. <laughs> so Now, I was not drinking. Okay. You weren't. No. So it was early in the morning. Um, I had just gotten over to the Tiger tailgate. We were working on setting up. I knew that you and Stephanie were downtown um, getting ready to emcee the parade. And Stephanie starts sending me text messages. She's like, hey, something's wrong with Brandon. I already see you giggling, John. <laughs> I think I was there. She's like, Yeah. Brandon doesn't remember you being there, John. (laughs) So Stephanie's like, he just, he keeps repeating himself. He's not remembering anything I'm telling him. But I don't remember stuff anyway. Right, but this was more so. And she's like, I'm worried about him. She said, I don't think he's drinking. Like, I've been with him all morning and he's getting worse, but I haven't seen him take a drink. So I'm not worried about him being drunk. But something's definitely wrong. And she knew you were coming to the tailgate after the parade. And so she just kind of told me to keep an eye on you. And once you got to the tailgate, you went downhill fast. You were sleepy. 
I, w- I remember working a little bit, and finally somebody said, hey, why don't you just sit over here and stay out of the way? And and it's, so, number one, it's horrifying because I re- eventually I realized what was going on. And, and, and then rightfully so, people might think, hey, he's doing some drugs or drinking, and they are right to think that. Even though I don't do that, that is fine. So I was still, by the way, I take no more meds. I take no meds for heart medication, nothing for blood pressure. I am off every single medication. Even when I quit drinking, I'm still taking several meds. Well, last year's homecoming, I was still taking two meds. One is Losartan. That's for high blood pressure. The other is Mirtazapine, used kind of as a mild antidepressant slash uh, it's, it helps for sleep.